writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper this is the smut lancer podcast a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it i'm your host and fellow smut lancer kayla lords welcome to episode 11 this week let's talk about that moment when you tell yourself you shouldn't publish something you've written or created if this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Smut Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday, and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, a podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of creating audio content and want a hosting service and plugin that integrates with your website and offers great analytics, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for this podcast, the Loving BDSM podcast, and the newly released Masturbation Monday podcast, and it's easy, affordable, and has great tech support. Use the code Kayla Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com, and use code Kayla Lords for one month free. So it's um, episode 11. It's a Monday when I'm recording. This will go out on Wednesday, and the day it goes, this episode drops, will be an exact week before I get on a plane and head to London for Eroticon, and also my bladed honeymoon. So... That is wonderful and amazing and good. And if not for John Brownstone, I would be trying to have episodes ready to drop while I'm in London. And he said, no, you that's ridiculous. And please take a vacation and take a break. So I want to say to you at the top that after episode 11, I am very tongue tied today. Um, it'll be a two week break. Um, the week that we go to London and then we actually get back from London the following Tuesday after Eroticon, which is I think the 20th, if I'm remembering my dates correctly and numbers are hard. Um, and then we have to travel home cause we're flying into where my mom lives and it's all this wild stuff. And so it's two weeks with no episode, but the very first episode when we get back should be barring any problems, a panel that I'm sitting on at Eroticon all about podcasting. So if you are not able to attend Eroticon or you're at Eroticon, but you can't get to that panel, you do not have to worry. You will get to hear it later. Um, John Brownstone and I are sitting on a panel with Andrew and Pixie of Kinkcraft to talk about podcasting and not just the technical side, which is actually not as difficult as most people think it is. We're going to talk about why podcasting is a good way to create content, build audiences, um, make money, all that good stuff. And we are taking questions now on Twitter. If you follow me at Kayla Lords, you'll probably see some of my tweets about it. Um, so that we can best answer what you actually want to know. Um, so yeah, that's supposed to be the very next episode that comes out after a two week hiatus. And I'm very, very excited. Um, there's been a lot of chatter on Twitter on uh, sex blogging, Twitter about eroticon. I, we're all getting excited. I am in a little bit of denial because I still have not finished the presentation I'm giving at eroticon prior to the panel, um, about how to make money as a sex blogger and keep your soul which is a bit of hyperbole and a little bit of a cliche, but it certainly got people's attention. So there you go. So this week, before I go on a two week hiatus, before that next episode comes out where it will likely be 45 minutes to an hour 
of content all about podcasting, if it's something you're interested in, um, or you just want to know more to say that you know more about it. Um, this week, I thought I would talk about something that Girl on the Net tweeted about. And I think she's going to like really go into some good in-depth conversation about it at Eroticon. Um, but it's been on my mind because I it's something that's common to all of us. And it's that moment when you you're afraid to write or you're afraid to hit publish or you're afraid to put your the thing you've created out into the world and the fact that we stop ourselves and we stop ourselves for all kinds of reasons um and i'm not going to get into all the different reasons necessarily because they are um personal to us but what i thought i would do is give my perspective on helping you decide should you or shouldn't you publish that thing? And of course, I tend to lean more in the direction of yes, you should under most circumstances. Um, and if I can help somebody maybe get over that sort of that hump of, oh gosh, I want to create the thing. There's this thing in my head that won't go away and I feel like I need to write it or make it or produce it in some way. But oh my God, should I? Um, Because I think that stifles a lot of us and I think that that slows us down. And sometimes if we can realize that we have more freedom in what we create and share with the world, then we realize we've kind of put ourselves in these boxes and we think we can only do this one thing that once you step outside of that and you do that thing that kind of terrifies you a little bit, a lot of opportunities open up, not necessarily money-making, but just the whole world opens up. So let me say from the very top, only you can decide if you should or shouldn't publish or or put out into the world the thing you wanna make, the, the post you wanna write, the art you wanna make, the video, the podcast, whatever it is, only you get to decide that, okay? And you're the one that has to live with your decision, so no outside pressure from anybody else should make you feel like you are somehow obligated or required to do it either, okay? We all have our own personal reasons for why we may or may not um, publish something. They are our reasons, they are valid, but I do, want to talk a little bit about why we don't. And like I said, there are as many reasons as there are people. So I won't cover all of them, but the common ones are usually that I see and the ones I'm mostly, I think, addressing in this episode is fear and worry. So fear that this isn't what I normally talk about, so I shouldn't. Uh, fear that I'm thinking of prime examples of people I know who are going through rough patches in their life and they're not feeling sexual. And so they're like, well, I don't, I'm not having sex, so I can't write about sex. So I can't write about anything, can I? Well, that's not actually true. We'll get to that. Um, some people fear writing about a thing that's not sexual on their blog because, well, this is a sex blog, so therefore shouldn't everything be sexual? Uh, if you're known for creating a certain type of content it can feel a little scary to deviate because you think, well, my audience is here for this kind of content and this is all they want. And so this is what I have to give them. And that in a sort of a, a nutshell is what stops a lot of us. It's not every reason we have. Some reasons are really, really good reasons. Reasons not to publish. And even then they might be my reasons and you might say, screw that, I'll publish anyway. But, you know, 
breaking somebody else's anonymity, breaking your own anonymity if you're not ready for it is certainly a reason not to publish. Potentially breaking somebody else's anonymity and um, letting people know who they are. First of all, you shouldn't do that without consent anyway, but even if you have consent, it might still feel scary to do and it might feel like you've exposed more than just them. You're, you're exposing yourself. And those are, are legitimate reasons not to, to publish something. Um, I tend to, and I think some of us do this, we might write something in anger and then we go, ooh, should I publish that? And most of the time, quite frankly, the answer is no, because what we say or write or create in anger may not be as measured or as thoughtful as we would really like to present ourselves to the world. Now I know there are people out there who get pissed, go on a rant, hit publish and never look back. And if that works for them, more power to them. I am not that person. Several people I know are not that those people. If that is not you either, there's nothing wrong with that. Not everything has to be an all caps rant. And quite frankly, if that's going to be your brand, that's cool. But if you don't want angry all caps writing to be what you're known for, that might be a reason not to hit publish. Write the thing to get it out of your head. I have written many, many, many an angry email that I then never sent because I needed to get it out of my head. If you can hear the creaking in the background, that's my front door opening. So that's that's a very personal reason. I don't want to say something in anger that I can't easily take back that may be misconstrued, that maybe might not be as thoughtful as I would normally be. So for me, writing or creating something in anger, I'm going to hold myself back from publishing that. Um, and sometimes it just doesn't feel right. Like sometimes we tell ourselves we're supposed to write a thing or make a thing. And then we do and we think, Ooh, I don't, this doesn't feel right. I don't want to do this. That's a feeling you should listen to. That is always a feeling you should listen to. Um, because sometimes it is your, your instinct or your subconscious or some part of you saying, mm, wait, hold on. This might not be the best, um, option for you, but there are reasons to ignore the fear. There are reasons to ignore that little voice in your head that goes, Ooh, maybe this isn't a good idea. And it's a case by case basis. So it's person by person. Everybody will handle it differently and it's content by content. So you might create one blog post this week and you go, Ooh, no, I'm really angry in that. And that's no, that's not how I want to be portrayed. And you decide you'll just sit on it, leave it as a draft, delete it, whatever you need to do. And then two days later, you write something else with sort of that same kind of intention of your, you're upset and you have a strong point of view and looking at it, you feel differently about it. And you say, no, I will publish that, that I, that's important. And I need to say that thing. So there is no blanket. You should always publish under these circumstances. You should never publish under those circumstances. Um, because it's, this is a creative process. So our thought process behind what we're making is going to be slightly different every time. The way we're trying to connect to people is going to be slightly different. The words we use, our feelings about it, the content and the topic itself, like there's all these variables. So it's always a case by case basis. But what I would like to sort of advocate for are for the people out there who say, I shouldn't publish this because I never talk about that topic or 
I write about this topic, let's say sex toys, for example, but I'm not having sex. So I can't write about sex toys because I'm not using them right now, but also I can't or shouldn't write about the fact that I'm not having sex, right? Because, hey, I'm a sex toy person and that's my brand and that's what I'm known for. So let me talk about the reasons why I think you should publish some of the time. So I just like want to put that disclaimer out there. Every post is different. Every situation is different. But here are the reasons that when I am scared, I'm fearful, I'm concerned about the content I'm creating, 99.9% of the time I hit publish anyway. Okay. So in my blogging, it tends to be about my mental health, um, the non-sexy stuff, like when we are totally not having sex <laughs> or doing anything kinky, um, or my life as a, a parent. Um, for you, that may be something different. It could be your mental health. It could be your physical health. It could be um, work-related stuff that you feel like you can write about without giving away your anonymity. You know, it can be anything, y'all. It can be the fact that you always write about sex toys and now you're in a moment where the last thing you care about is sex toys and you have something else on your mind. Okay. Here are the reasons for me that I, t I have found that it is usually better to publish anyway. First of all, you create a connection with somebody new or the same people you've, who you've got reading you anyway, or, or following you in a new way. Okay. We think everybody's here for the sexy goodness that we create. And many people are, they really are. And that's how they found you. There was something about you. There was something you created that they went, oh, that turns me on, or I like that, or I identify with that, or I want to know more about that. And they stuck around. But we are all more than this one dimensional sexual being who has this one kind of sex or who likes this one kind of sex toy or who does this one kind of thing. We are all fully fleshed out, complete people, and we have multiple facets to who we are. So when you show a side of yourself that is not explicitly about your typical topic, like for me, that would be DS or it would be what I like to call kinky fuckery, right? When I talk about something other than that, I am creating a different kind of connection with some of my audience. So with mental health, when I talk about, um, I'm, I've got, I'm bipolar and I have generalized anxiety and social anxiety and a little bit of OCD and I'm fun, okay? <laughs> I'm just so much fun. When I talk about those things and I let the sort of rambling in my head come out onto a screen in the written word, somebody, and sometimes lots of somebodies, will say, oh my gosh, I thought it was just me. Or, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing this. And at the same time, I will get people who will say, I have been through this and I know how this feels. And guess what? You'll make it. Guess what? It's okay. Guess what? Your feelings are valid. We create connections both ways. We don't just put something out there and connect to the person on the other side consuming our content. We can connect with those people as well because we have the shared experience. So the thing that doesn't seem to be on brand about what you're known for creating content about you never know what kind of connection you're going to create with, with somebody who is either already following you or somebody who finds you from that content and then goes, oh, wow, 
She's kinky. I like it. I'll read more. You never, ever know until you've done it. Okay. So the other reason you hit publish anyway, as often as you can, as often as feels right, is that in my experience, and I can't obviously speak for everybody else, but I can't imagine this is uncommon. When I don't write the things in my head that are sort of beating against the edges of my brains going, you have thoughts and you need to get these thoughts out of your head. I am then stifled in every other creative way because all of my creative energy has gone towards this thing in my head that's almost writing itself. Now, of course, my my art is writing and for you, it might be something else. But all of my creative energy is being consumed by this one topic and it's all I can think about. And so when I tell myself, oh, you can't write about that, what ends up happening is the rest of me goes, well, you can't write about anything. You have nothing else to say. Well, actually, that's not true. From my perspective, it's that this one thing is sort of clogging the pipes. It's taking up all the space. And if I would just push it out and get it out of my brain and onto the screen, whether I hit publish or not, quite frankly, I've just made space in my brain for the next topic to sort of filter through and for me to go, oh, I could totally write about that too. That'd be cool. Okay, let's do that. So that's not necessarily true for everybody, but I would imagine Here's an experiment if you want to see if this could be holding back other creative endeavors that you, you've got, you're trying to pursue. If it's a thing to write or a thing to make, make it, write it, get it out of your head and onto paper or screen or physically in front of you. And even if you don't hit publish, notice if your brain feels a little lighter. If you think, wow, there's room in there to move and breathe again. Oh, Okay, okay, now I can think of other topics. Now I can let my mind go somewhere else because I've pulled this big thing out of my head. For me, for a while, it was it was my mental health. Um, I had all these things that I, I was thinking and, and I process my thinking best through writing. So I start typing on the keyboard and I get the words out there and I get them out of my head and then I move them around or I massage the words a little bit so they sound better. But I look at it and I go, is that really what I think? And sometimes I, I find, oh wow, that's actually what I think. I wrote it, that's what I think, okay. And then I, I take it from that one point and I expand on it and I keep thinking about it. Um, but what would happen is I would tell myself, nobody wants to hear this, this stuff I'm thinking. Nobody wants to know. I, I tell myself these awful things that I know intellectually aren't true, but my lying liar brain says them anyway. And the moment I wrote them, sometimes I would go days and I would then, then the guilt would compound itself. So there I was in either an anxious moment or a depressive moment. And I'm having these thoughts that I really need to get out of my head, but I'm telling myself I can't write about them. And then I'm not writing anything else. I'm stifled at this point. And now I'm feeling guilt because it's been a few days and I haven't written anything. I haven't hit publish on anything. But the thoughts that are in my head of this thing I desperately want to say to someone and I desperately want to write that my lying liar brain is telling me I shouldn't, has clogged everything up. It's Everything's backed up after that. There's no more room. So the moment I get it out there, even though sometimes I am, and I, I mean this quite truly, I am trembling and I'm, I'm teary and I'm questioning and I'm biting my nails, which is something that I only do at peak anxiety. And I'm, I'm running to John Brownstone going, I can't believe there's this thing. What do I do? What do I do? And he's always like, do what you always do. Hit publish. It, 
it's fine. It's fine. Just hit publish. Do you truly mean it? I mean it. It's real, but it won't last. And, uh, and of course, I can question things to death and I can give excuses to death for why I shouldn't. And I think many creative people are like that. And then I hit publish and I get it out of my head and I get it on the screen and then I hit publish. And then I make that connection with somebody else who goes, oh my gosh, me too. And then I'm lighter and I'm my brain is emptier to allow more thoughts and creative things to trickle in. So I have had to teach myself to hit publish anyway, even though I'm a, a wreck sometimes. If you're not ready to hit publish, at least get it out of your head and see if that doesn't open things up a bit. And then you find, oh, wait, that's not clogging things up anymore. Oh, I've got another idea. Let, let's go follow that idea and see what is created. It is possible that you will start down a path that you didn't anticipate. You'll find that you get feedback and connection and and you you personally get something out of it. It's a little bit of therapy. I blogged my way through a divorce, y'all. I, it was pure therapy. The moment I started, I didn't stop because I felt an immediate benefit, even though nobody was even reading it at the time. So it might take you on a path you don't expect, but that's okay too. It goes back to that reason you're gonna tell yourself, oh, I can't talk about these things because I'm known for kinky fuckery. I'm known for DS relationships. I'm known for sex toys. And you're gonna try and, t your brain's gonna try and tell you yourself you can't talk about these things, but that's where you have to go back and go, wait a moment, yes I can, because we are all multifaceted people and we are all more than this one thing we talk about. The other, the third reason I'm gonna give you is purely mercenary. It is purely in the smut lancing, I've got goals with my blog vein. The way I look at this is it is not the first reason I would ever use, but it is sometimes the reason when I get really anxious and I get really worried and my, um, my dithering self sort of says, oh gosh, should you? I don't know, can we? I don't know. And it's very exhausting sometimes when this happens. Um, and anybody with anxiety, I'm sure can relate on some level. Sometimes what has to cut through is this really calculating voice that says it's content. And the more content you put out into the world, the closer you will get to your goals. It is never the first reason I start with because it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't, it doesn't necessarily make me feel good about myself either, but it is one that can cut through some of the noise. It is one that when I have written the thing and I'm, I'm just saving it as draft and sitting on it, or I'm not writing the thing, but I have clogged up all my other creative energy and can no longer write about anything because there's this one thing taking up all the space. I can sometimes in a moment of clarity say, it's content, it's content, it's content, it's content. And your goal is to build blogs that have an audience so that you can take this blog and do other things with it. And this is content. If that works for you, try it, okay? I would say it should still meet all of your other criteria that you might have about your blog. For me, that means it's something I believe, it's something that speaks to me, it's true to me, it's important to me, it's something that if somebody wanted to be an asshole to me online. I, if I chose to, I would defend to the death. Um, <laughs> it has to meet all my other criteria of content I am willing to put my name on. But when I start doing the should I, shouldn't I question, that little reminder will sometimes be all I need, okay? And let's be real here. The more 
content you are creating, you're doing a lot of things. First of all, you're getting practice at creating your content. So you get better at it, you get faster at it, it feels more natural. For all that in the first few posts I ever wrote about my mental health, I was terrified. I still have that moment of pause because, and for now the reason I have that moment of pause is whatever I'm thinking at this moment, I will not be thinking once the the crisis sort of passes, once the anxiety passes, once I come out of my depressive low. I know I won't feel this way again, but my readers will react to it as if it's happening in real time for them. And that can feel kind of awkward and weird, okay? Um, so I still have a moment of pause, but because I've done this now enough times, it's easier to just hit publish. So I'm building an archive. I'm getting better at writing. I'm getting better at hitting publish when it's a little scary to do. I'm making the Google gods happy and I have more SEO um, love to get from them because I have created fresh content. I empty out my brain of the thing that's, that's taking over all the space and now I can keep writing. I really, y'all, for some of you who find it sometimes really difficult to get anything written, I challenge you to look and see if there's a topic that has stifled you where you wanted to write about it, you thought about writing about it, and you told yourself you shouldn't or you couldn't or everybody else is already talking about it. I have used that excuse and I truly detest that reason because yeah, other people are talking about these things, but nobody has your experience. Nobody has your um, view on it. Nobody else is you. So yeah, there are other people who talk about BDSM out there, but nobody else is Kayla Lords married to John Brownstone, have an R level of kinky fuckery, just like nobody else out there is making the things you make in the way you make them. Nobody else is trying the sex toys the way you try them. Nobody else does exactly what you do. And that comes straight from girl on the net. And the moment she said it at last year's eroticon, I knew she was my spirit animal and I love her. Hopefully this year we will both be a little less nervous about around each other. And you know, like we were both anxious people. It's fine. So (laughs) that's not Kayla Lord's telling you that is girl on the net telling you and me saying, listen to girl on the net. Okay. Nobody else does what you do the way that you do. Okay. So I challenge you if what is holding you back from your writing or anything you're creating is that somewhere there's been a topic that you told yourself you couldn't or shouldn't publish or you shouldn't or couldn't create because it's not your brand. It's not the thing you're known for. It'll, your readers will wonder what the hell's going on. I challenge you to do it anyway. And even if you don't hit publish, just get it out of your head and get it onto the screen in front of you or get it out on a paper in front of you and then see if that doesn't work for you. It's just an experiment. It's an, it'll take you time. And if you end up hitting publish, then you get all the other potential benefits of having published new content. Um, but if you find that that's true for you, then I challenge you to think of most of those things that way. That's, that's what I have found to be true for me. And then the side benefits are I do make deeper connections with my audience. I make new connections with people, people who thought, oh, that chick just wrote about DS relationships and I'm not into to DS relationships, but then they find out, oh, your mental health fucks up your sex life too. Okay. I can connect with you on that. And then I've got this new person in my audience that I might never have had before. That is a good and valid reason to hit publish, to make your thing, to put it out there, to talk about something that you wouldn't normally talk about, 
because you're gonna make connections. Maybe not immediately, maybe not the day you hit publish, but it's out there in the world to be found and consumed and discovered and somebody else to go, oh my God, thank you, I'm not alone. It's not just me. Those connections matter, not just on a personal level, but if we're gonna be mercenary again, on a professional level, the more you can do to have an active, um, vibrant audience, the easier it is to sort of put yourself out there in front of brands and go, hey, don't you don't you wanna work with me? We could do some fun stuff, you know, sponsored posts, sponsor the website, I'll write for you, whatever, because you've you've also created now a wider brand that people really connect to on a very personal level. So there's a lot of reasons, but I'd say to, to you should probably publish that piece, but let's recap the three. You create a connection, you unstifle potentially your writing. And that is true if you have felt stifled, if you have felt like there's nothing you can write about or nothing you, you want to write about, I challenge you to go back and see if there's a thing that you told yourself you couldn't. And maybe if you do write about it, then you will sort of unclog the pipes there. And then third, you build your audience. You create new content. You do the things you need to do to build the business you're trying to have, to to build the career you want, to build the money-making opportunities. That one to me should never be the top choice, but hey, whatever gets you to hit publish and sit down and make your thing, I will just go with it. So that's it. I don't know, ranty, rambly, helpful. I'll let you guys decide. Uh, I'm off for the next two weeks because I'm going to London with my kinky husband and we're gonna do kinky fuckery things. Oh yeah, and we're going to Eroticon too. And I'm hoping I get a big fat hug from Girl on the Net because she has inspired so much in the past several months um, that I end up doing here on the Smut Lancer. So um, there's lots of people I wanna hug. Molly Moore, absolutely, Girl on the Net, definitely so many people. If I tried to name them all, we'd be here for another 30 minutes. So I'm not gonna do that. They know who they are. Anyway, two weeks and then we'll be back and it should be the audio from the podcast panel. So if you can't make it to Eroticon or you can't make it to that panel at Eroticon, no worries, you'll get the content. Okay, y'all. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at the Smut Lancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening, and let's do this again in two weeks.